2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 13 through 17. But we ought to always give thanks to God for you, brothers beloved by the Lord, because God chose you as the firstfruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. To this he called you through our gospel, so that you may obtain the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then, brothers, stand firm and hold to the traditions that you were taught by us, either by our spoken word or by our letter. And now, may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, Will, yesterday you joked about um, that man of lawlessness passage <laughs> being crocheted on a pillow. Yeah. This is kind of the one that like your mom would crochet yeah. on a pillow. I, I was really you. hoping you were about to say you actually had a crocheted <laughs> pillow. Well, this. honestly, like as you're reading, I envision this tattoo artist like putting it on my back. Yeah. Oh, you know, nice. this whole passage. So that's awesome. I, I'm, I may go there. I mean, you never know. Uh, hey, let's might go. show up at work next week and have a huge uh, Second yeah. Thessalonians passage. Well, if it's on your back, hopefully I wouldn't see it at work. <laughs> 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 that's great. That's great. Um, so, you know, it's good to have in context when we come to this passage. So we just kind of went through the man of lawlessness. The whole book of Second Thessalonians is kind of surrounding this idea of the second coming of Jesus. Absolutely. And he's trying to tell them that like the day of the Lord has not come. There was yeah. some kind of belief that like the day of the Lord had already come. And that was being taught in their church. And so he's writing them saying, the day of the Lord has not come. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a little bit about the day of the Lord that is coming and then tell you how to act in the present. And so this passage is talking more about how do we act in the present, you know? And the little title up there is to stand firm. And I think that's, you know, a fair title for for what we read here. But there's different theological truths that we can hold on to so that when we Think about the end times. We we touched on this yesterday, but when we think about the end times, there's not fear that's instilled in us. There's hope. There's peace. There's mm-hmm. joy. There's comfort uh, that that we feel when we when we think through the end time. We think of the present times in light of the end times, or or, or even just think of the end times themselves. And so, some of those truths that we see here is um you know brothers beloved by the lord like mm-hmm. the lord loves us yeah we can take we can take comfort in that fact like yeah. we are loved by yeah. the lord because god chose you as the first fruits to be saved he has chosen us as the first fruits he's given us his salvation through sanctification by the spirit and belief in the truth so like the lord is sanctifying us by the spirit yes the world may not be going as we would have planned. Yeah. Jesus is going to come to make all things right, but in the in the present, we are being sanctified by the Spirit. And so there's some amazing truths that are kind of uh uh throughout this passage that leads us to Paul telling them stand firm. Yeah. You can stand firm in your faith. Yeah. You know, in verse 13, he he talks about God God chose you as the first fruits to be saved through sanctification by the Spirit and belief in the truth. And we kind of, uh, uh, I read that as a snapshot of sort of the, two of the components of salvation, we believe, justification and sanctification. Justification is that belief in the truth. Sanctification is that 
you know, gradual work of the spirit in our lives that continually makes us more holy, more like Christ. And this kind of just reminded me of, and I think this is on the forefront of my mind from reading this, this book, Hmm. but this, this critique, the secular critique of Christianity, that it's escapism, Hmm. you know, like Christianity is spiritual escapism. Right. And I can see how someone, if you like walked around a Christian bookstore or like read these inspirational Christian posts on Facebook, I can see how someone would come to that conclusion. Like, oh, this right. is all this like, let go, let God, you know, right. it, it's letting people not deal with their problems. It's cheap, whatever. Yep. But I think when you actually like read second Thessalonians, that's really a pretty poor critique. Christianity, you're actually entering into this work of God that brings refining and, right. and affliction Right. And through that, we're called to stand firm and to hold to the traditions. Like we get this idea that this this faith that we're walking into is going to continually, we're going to be assaulted and tried to, you know, the world's going to try to knock us off balance. And, and these mm-hmm. things are going to be tried to be stripped away from us. And, you know, it, it's really the opposite of escapism. It's mm-hmm. It's entering into this faith where we know the reward, the prize that the city at the end of the road is worth it. Mm, that's right. That's right. I, I love, I love how he says uh, verses 16 and 17 and we can, we can end on this, but it says now mm. may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, our father who loved us and gave us eternal comfort and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish them in every good work and word. Yeah. And so it just, it just follows what we've been saying. Yeah. Like, Paul was writing them not to make them afraid, you know, or have, have this fear of the end times and what's coming and the tribulation and all these things that, Mm -hmm. you know, might scare us or whatever, but he's, he's writing these things to comfort their hearts. So I I think we can, we can take comfort, but this is one of the reasons why we don't think about these things apart from reading scripture itself. Yeah. Read scripture and like, keep going. When you're reading about the man of lawlessness, like keep going to verses 13 to 17. Mm -hmm. And you'll see that like Paul is talking about us taking comfort in our hearts Mm -hmm. in the midst of all these things. Amen. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404 465 1737 or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.